Oh my gosh, everybody. It is episode 28 of the Hardly Millennial podcast where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. As always, my name is Adam Hansen. And I'm Matthew Lynn. What's going on, guys? And we are the Hardly Millennials. So today, guys, we're kind of going back to our roots a little bit in the sense of we don't have a specific topic for you guys today. Um, but what we did think we could do is just, you know, we're, we're, you're basically just going to listen to Matthew and I have a conversation. But I also felt that we could kind of just mix it in with a little bit of having you guys get to know us a little bit better. Yeah. You know, you 28 got... episodes in, almost a month, guys. Yeah. Time to get to know us a little. Exactly. So I thought Buckle that would, in. I think that's what we're going to be focusing on today. And I, you know, I just hope you guys enjoy it like you've enjoyed the other ones. Censorship was kind of a big, a big, uh, heavy topic. So yeah, it took a lot out of us. Yeah. It really did. Um, we, we <clears> gave <throat> us, we gave you guys our all. Yeah, we sure and, did. Uh, we had to sleep. We had to eat. We had, had to work. work. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back. And so. now we're back. So we hope you guys enjoy the conversation today and, you know, lay back and just enjoy. So, Adam, I do – I am curious. The first thing that pops in my head here is what are you – what are you obsessed with? What is, like, the thing that you think about the most? Self-improvement and personal growth. Yeah? Yeah, pr- that, for sure. I'm always I'm always constantly thinking about things that I did that I felt I should have done differently, ways I behaved that I felt I should have behaved differently, or what what can I do to be a little healthier today? Or man, I was so unhealthy today. I need to get back on track with that. Uh, always personal growth is always on the mind, and everything kind of relates back to that. So even starting like hardly millennial, it was you know it it, it came to this point where. I, I knew last year that I basically gave myself a timeline and said, okay, I, I need to start doing something, right? right? Yeah. W- whatever it is, I need to I need to pick something and stick with it and just see it till the end. And for a long time, that was at, the plan was to actually really jump back into the film industry this year. Right. Because um, I, I did that for years, guys. I lived in Los Angeles and did it. And when I moved back from Los Angeles back in 2013, I I had pretty much a lull. But I was doing it on and off. So I would. You, you did pretty well in it, too. Had you yeah. stayed in L.A. and stuck with it, you, you mm-hmm. probably would have gone and had a career in the film industry. Yeah, and I maybe not a, a millionaire actor. No, no. Okay, no. but you would have you would have been successful in the movie industry. Yeah. You, you had built up a pretty good base of of contacts. Mm-hmm. And... Well, and and I believe that also and I also believe that if I really applied myself that I I could even hear, you know, and I still do right. believe that I could hear. And you know, and for a little bit there I was doing things like my own projects and I worked on a few commercials here in Arizona on and off now and then. But you know, not, not Nothing was really steady. I wasn't really gun ho into like jumping back into that, right? Right. And so I, so for uh, going back to what I was planning on doing last year, I was like, okay, you know, come January first, I'm just gonna fucking go for it with the film industry and just do that. That's gonna be my thing. That's gonna be my focus. And that's you know, regardless whether I like it or hate it at that point, I'm just gonna stick with it. Just I need to stick with something, right? Right. So. And it wasn't until around like October, November 
where I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and I always had. Yeah, even before we had one, um, yeah. Adam was always a fan of podcasts. I never listened to one in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was always a fan of multiple podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually had spoken to Justin a few times over the course of a the couple years of just, you know, possibly doing a podcast one day. But a lot of it was just, you know, fantasizing of like talking with your friends yeah exactly but but it was stuff it was it was actually justin that came up with the young dumb and full of opinions yeah thanks justin yeah (laughs) and originally that was going to be like the name of the actual podcast right you know and then it just ended up becoming our slogan slogan. yeah Right, right so so it came down to uh so going back to like the personal growth and self-improvement thing, the whole decision of doing Hardly Millennial was based off of that, of like, I need to do something with my life. It's healthy for me to do something and to have something to focus on. Right. So then. Well, kind of getting in that stage of your life now, you yeah. know, coming up on 30 here soon. Mm-hmm. You don't want to work for someone else forever. Exactly. You know, it's time to get your own thing going. And that was also always a big issue I had with like the film industry and why I always had such a love hate relationship because a lot of times it felt like the only reason why I felt like I needed to do film was for one, I put up, I'd put in so much of my, you know, life and stuff into film already. And two, it was like, well, I really didn't know how to do anything else. I didn't go to college for anything else. You know, even when I was in high school, I was making short films with friends or doing theater shit. You know, so it it really was this like love hate relationship. And the biggest qualms I had about the industry was just, you know, I wanted to make content. I I cared very little about, you know, being a grunt man, you know, on sets or being a cinematographer per se. The stuff that you have to do for 10, 15 years, you know, to before you get to be yeah. the director and the and the, the cast right. member. And, and look, total respect to those who oh, climb yeah, that fucking ladder. Because yes, grind. it is 100% a grind and I have mad respect for anybody who goes about it that way. Right. But... It just, I'm really good in the creative seat and not so much the worker seat. You know right. what I mean? So well, I mean, you know your strengths. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Your strengths. It's funny that having no idea you would end up here, you actually gathered all the skills you needed to be here mm-hmm. to make this podcast and to yeah. make a, a YouTube channel. And But having no idea you were going to be part of new media. You thought you were going to be part of, of old media. Regular media. Yeah. yeah. But all the same skills come into play here, you know, so. Well, I think I even remember uh, saying to you once while we were, I think, filming the first update or something that I was surprised of how much, you know, because you were obviously asking me a lot of questions. Oh, dude, I learned so much. Adam is a great teacher. And I was so surprised of like all the information I had actually retained because this was stuff I hadn't used or applied in years at this point, you know. Yes. So it was definitely the technician. Yeah, um, I'm just the sweet, sweet voice. Entertainment. <laughs> and people love your sweet voice, Matthew. You know, I was always good at bringing people together. Yeah, it was always kind of one of my strengths. So I, I could feel see like that, I, I helped to do that in this equation. Yeah, absolutely. I helped to build the community part of it. Well, know, which and, is fantastic, by the way, guys. It's growing every day. Yeah, well, and that's why I think 
this partnership with you and I really works because and we've talked about this before. Whereas my mind, when it comes to like the creative stuff and things like that, my mind's constantly going on it. So all of a sudden something that should be very small turns into something very big, but sometimes the big stuff isn't exactly plausible either. Right. So it was nice to have you there to be like, okay, cool, Adam. That sounds fun. I, I can't wait till we get there. But we're here. But we're here now. Let's, let's cross <laughs> yeah. this bridge. You're <laughs> exactly. definitely a dreamer, my friend. I, dreamer, I truly which, am. Which, hey, the world needs them. Yeah. The world needs them. I'd, I'd, I'd argue so, absolutely. <laughs> but what's one thing you're obsessed with, Matthew? What what obsesses me? You know, it's weird. I have, I have a funky personality type where I get very fixated on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily one thing in particular that I get obsessed with. Right. Um, it's more of whatever I'm doing in that moment or for that week or that six months or those mm-hmm. years. That's like 100% of my energy goes into that. Gotcha. Um, so obviously right now it's hardly millennial, mm-hmm. you know, building up the the brand, building up the community. Uh, I hope you don't lose interest. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I really love doing this. This is, this is a lot of fun, man. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. So that's cool. But, um, you know, whether it be for a while, I was really into exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of last year, I went like super crazy into exercising. I remember that, yeah. I was yeah. doing that every single day, all day long. Um, I, I have a tendency to take like healthy habits and do them to an unhealthy extent. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have that same problem. I tend to do that. Um, so, yeah, before, before Hardly Millennial, um, what I was really into – and I still love to do is trading, um, like That's particularly right. trading currency. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before, but that was like a passion of mine for a long time. Yeah, for probably the last like six six years or so. Mm-hmm. I got really far in it. I was doing good, um, but every time I would get close to like real success, right? It, I would I would break my own rules, and I didn't have the the self control. Right. That was really needed. It all, the, the becomes, it all of a sudden turns from investing to gambling real quick. Real quick. I, I had the technique down. I understood the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. I still, I could teach them to an eighth grader, uh-huh. you know, but if you don't have the discipline with it, it slips out of your fingers quick. It just doesn't help you. So that kept happening to me over and over. Um, and then, you know, obviously I moved in with, with you and Justin uh, last year sometime. Mm-hmm. And, I think we're uh, actually coming up on a year. Yeah, we're coming up on our anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how fun. Um, but yeah, I saw you getting real into this podcast thing, and then you came to me with the, with the actual ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it right away, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I just, now that's been my, my tunnel vision. That's my focus lately. It's been a lot of fun though, dude. It really has. And, and going back to, you know, what I was saying of why, you know, I wanted to do something and focus on something in the first place is exactly for this. You know, it's, it used to kind of be, you know, you, you go to work, you come home and then, you know, you're, you're basically just lazy watching TV, you know, the rest of the night waiting for you to go to bed and wake up to do it again. It's just work every day. And now it's nice to come home and be like, all right, so I have to, we got to make sure we get this up. Let's make sure we shoot a podcast. Absolutely. Let's do this. I think it keeps a person happier. Yes. um, Like in their brain, kind Mm -hmm. of happy when they stay busy. Yeah. Um, Productivity is is really key. Absolutely. You feel like you're accomplishing something. You feel like Mm -hmm. you're going somewhere. Every day you're a little better than the day before. Yeah. 
um, one of my favorite things is to neurotically check all the numbers, check, <laughs> check all the views on every video we have, right? The subscribers and I respond to the comments right away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I love that stuff. Yeah. I love it. It's a lot of fun. It really is. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting the things that you get obsessed with or not obsessed with. And you know, it, it brings you to here in front of a microphone. <laughs> who's, who's your favorite comedian? I don't know where that came from. Just fucking left field. Favorite comedian. Yeah, who's your favorite comedian or who's a really fantastic comedian? Cause it's hard to pick a favorite. So, mm, I really enjoy Christopher Titus. Don't know him. Don't know him. He no. was he was a really he doesn't have a lot of specials now, but he always he always he had this particular special back in the early two thousands that was that heavily surrounded his like upbringing and his childhood and the way that he would tell these stories was just so funny. One particular joke I remember is he was trying to tell the talk about the difference between his mom and dad. Right. Right. So he brought up this story of when he was a little kid and he goes, so, you know, you have these little kids and they have forks, you know, or they grab a knife and the first thing they want to do is find an outlet and stick it in there. Right. So he was talking about how he was, he had a fork and he was about ready to go do that and his mom was like no 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 chris 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 and his dad goes wait 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 watch this watch this <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes every single time he would do something bad his dad would say like crack open a beer and, psh, and go you watch won't this. you're not gonna do that again are you <laughs> you know just a super funny guy I, he's actually the only comedian i've seen live Really? Yeah, there was a uh, uh, Kyle, the, the our good friend Kyle. Hey, hey Kyle, <laughs> we know you're listening. He uh, he contacted me once. Was like, hey, Christopher Titus is coming to I think it was uh, Tempe here. Oh, nice. And he nice. goes, we should go see him. I was like, fuck yeah. So fuck yeah, yeah, we went to go see Christopher Titus. Um, other ones I really enjoy though is I, I do really enjoy Joe Rogan. Uh, enjoy- is he a comedian? Yeah, that's like well- his. That's like his main thing. Well, his main thing is really the podcast, but like comedy uh, is his passion. Really? Yeah. He does. He's done a stand up? Yeah. He does sets Never every night. It. He has like three uh, Netflix specials. Wow. Yeah. Super funny. Never though. seen it. Super I'll funny. I'll have to check him out. And uh, one other one that comes to my mind is, and I can't remember his name. His name's like Andrew Jablinski or some shit like that. Okay. Yeah, something like that. But he focuses on like dark humor oh boy so he does like i I can't remember any of his specific jokes but i mean throwing rocks at babies or like i think he had something about throwing a baby out a car window or something like that but it's all but it's all very obviously like dark humor but it's super funny to listen to (laughs) you know who really gets me just personally and i don't think that he's a lot of people's favorite Okay, but everyone knows him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Louis C.K. I like Louis C.K. So Louis C.K., for some reason, his particular humor, um, it just cracks me the fuck up, dude. It's, good. It it's really dry gets humor. Me. It's it good. really gets me. And I love when other comedians do hit an impersonation of him because yeah. he's very easy to impersonate. Yes. Uh, I think that's hilarious. So I also really enjoyed, um, rest in peace, Ralphie Mae. Ralphie I never got May into was, Ralphie May. Oh my goodness! I thought he was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, he brought so much joy to everyone around him, dude. 
Like, he was just a joy bringer. He, he definitely looked like a joy bringer, but just I his comedy great. specifically I was whatever about. I loved it. I think that most people can actually agree, honestly, that one of the best comedians ever is um, Dave Chappelle. Yes. I think Dave Chappelle, and you know you know why I think he went down in history being so great? Hi. Is that he did a couple of specials, and then he got the fuck out. He got out. He didn't keep going. Mm-hmm. He didn't allow the plane to crash. He just he just jumped out of the plane while it was flying high. Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I was because I was about to just admit that honestly the first because I watched his show back in the early 2000s, you know when that was on, and yeah. but I never watched any of his stand-up. I never saw any of his stand-up. Oh, my Lord, his stand-up is way better than his show. So, the, well, the his first... His stand-up's fucking great. So the first stand-up I saw of his was, I think he released two specials at once on at Netflix. At once, yes. Those were recent. Mm-hmm. So th- those were actually the first time I saw him uh, live. Um, or, so or he did well stand-up. in those. He did do well in those, but his first, I think there's two. They're like HBO specials, right? Yeah, they're back in the day. Mm-hmm. Those ones are just gold. Really? Those are fucking gold, Adam. Yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to them. Oh, do you like the comedian Gabriel Iglesias? The the fluffy, the fluffy guy? guy? He's not my kind of humor. Oh, no. So I appreciate him for what he uh-huh. does. I think he brings a lot of joy to the world. Mm-hmm. And he's a very happy comedian. Like yeah. everything is a very happy-go-lucky joke. Right. And I do prefer that kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just a little too corny. For me, he's, gotcha. you know what I mean? He's a little too corny. Gotcha. I can okay. see why people like him. He's yeah, just not yeah, my yeah. favorite flavor. That's all. So you know one comedian who stand up that I don't and haven't ever particularly enjoyed Dan is, Cook. no, actually, oh. Robin Williams. <gasps> too soon. Yeah, I'm too sorry. Soon. but like, I agree with you, though. I'll yeah. have to say he was a fantastic actor. But he didn't have the delivery of a stand-up comedian. No, not not. Yeah, he's he's good he's an at entertainer. like entertainer. He wasn't a comedian. Yeah, he's good at like quips. Like if you're talking, like I feel like if you're talking to him regularly, right? And he would make some quip, you know, some little bit, you'd be laughing your ass off. Yeah. But when he's on stage and just doing that for two it hours, just looks like a crazy person doing it. Yeah. It would well, be like Jim Carrey being on stage doing stand-up. Yeah, well, and he used to do stand-up, too. Yeah, he doesn't anymore for a reason. Yeah, exactly. But, And I remember I had a friend who tried to show me old Robin Williams, right? So when he right. was first doing stand-up. And I remember... He'll make you laugh. He's not, he's not bad. Oh, yeah. Well, specifically these older ones, though, I actually had such a hard time watching it because Robin Williams used to be a big cokehead in the day. Yeah. You know? And so I was listening to the stand-up, and Robin Williams' comedy and the way he talks is already fast. But here you have this these this stand-up special. Yeah, coming out goes, hey guys, how are everybody's doing here? My name's Robin Williams. Oh, you look oh, like this, God. and you look like this. Just just imagine the genie from Aladdin on cocaine. For two hours. For two hours straight. <laughs> it would and, get to be a little much. Yeah, we got we literally got like 15 <laughs> minutes through it, and I told my friend, I was like, I'm sorry, but I literally can't understand anything he's saying. Like, I don't even find it funny because I can't understand him. What do you think of the, um, oh, what are they called? The, the like, southern guys. The the Larry the Cable guy. Oh, and, uh, uh, blue collar. Blue collar comedy. Is that what it is? Yeah, what do you think of them? Um, I thought they were really, I actually really like them. You know, I do too. The, and I just complained about corny comedians, but I like them. But here's the reason why I think they pass in the corniness thing. Because their corniness is themed. 
right? It's all right. themed off of old, old Southern country, you know, type of stuff. Yeah. And they were, and they, because uh, it was what? It was uh, Dude, Bill Ron White. Ron White is the fucking star yeah. of that show. He is so funny. But all four of them adhere to like different Southern kind of stereotypes. So you so got all of them together. Bill Ingvall. Uh, Ron White. Larry, the cable, the cable guy, guy. And then there's Cox. Uh, Je- Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy, not Cox Fox. Jeff Foxworthy. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay, so um, I guess we could we could throw jabs because they're probably never going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Foxworthy is my least favorite of them. The only stuff I really enjoyed of Foxworthy was I think he was the one who did. He's the, the... Here's your sign. Here's your yeah. Sign here's one. your sign. I enjoyed the, the uh, here's well, your yeah, sign. Well, yeah, he got popular for that. But but that was it, really. Yeah. My second least favorite, honestly, is Larry the Cable Guy. I'm not a big, big fan of him either. You know, it's funny. Every now and then, though, he comes out with one that it makes me laugh till I pee. Yeah. So those make up for the 90% of the just mid-range jokes. You know, it's funny. I I think back to when I was watching the comedy tour specials, and I I mean, I think I'd have to agree with you because really all – I don't remember anything of Larry the Cable Guy. The only thing I remember of Foxworthy is the here's your sign. So there's one joke from Larry the Cable Guy in particular that – I remember that just made me, it still makes me laugh until I pee. Okay. Okay. And it's, he's going through a bunch of like songs that like famous songs and nursery rhymes real quick. And he's making fun of them. And he gets to one where he's doing the Christmas songs and he goes, hark the hair lip angel sing. Because <laughs> the hair lip is when your your yeah, your yeah, 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 yeah. lip is messed up, you know. So it's a jab at that. But it the first time I heard that, I think I spat my drink everywhere and just I couldn't stop oh laughing. Oh my gosh, it got me. I think I remember those jokes. He had like a he had like a little Miss Tuffet one too, did he? He, <laughs> he would make fun of all the nursery rhymes. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, they it were was great. It they was were great. they were definitely like Dane Cook though, as in they were only like they were like a gem in the early two thousands, and once that gem was. Over, it was over. Dane Cook was amazing, but he never changed up his style. Yes. It's the problem. So we loved him for who he was, Mm -hmm. but after, like, really the second time of seeing it, we were done. And then he did it again and again and again. And after, like, the fourth or fifth time, we just got over it. Well, and that's the thing, too. None of his specials, like, if you watch any, like, famous comedian now when they do a special, usually their jokes in the special in general run beyond. Uh, around a theme right so like Titus I was telling you about it was like his upbringing all the jokes had to do with him as a kid right uh, Titus had another special called love is evil which was all about relationships Jane and Cook love Cook was just like the cool kid in high school and he would tell you all the stories that he got into you know what he's like he's like the 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 purse the comedian representation of family guy yeah, Family guys, just, it never it, bunch of flashbacks. No consistency. Yeah. yeah, yes, I agree. Bunch of flashbacks, no theme. Some of them are really funny, and most of them you're like, what is what is he doing? Yeah, what is he doing? And you but know, but he was huge for like two years, dude. Very huge. He could and, do anything. And I remember he had a, uh, he did a, a recent special that, and the, I just saw a clip from it. I think like maybe two or three years ago, but, and I. <sighs> It was different, but all it really was at this point was ragging on his haters. So he would like take things like read like bullshit tweets he got from people about how he's a has been now. Yeah, but Eminem was already doing that at the same time, and we preferred to hear him do it. Yeah, and only one person can do that. Exactly. So sorry, Dane. So 
But yeah, there's, as far as comedians go, what about recent comedians? Because I think we've named a lot of like older comedians. Well, I guess Louis C.K. is. Um, so one of my favorites is, and I always forget his name, but he's the one who plays in War Dogs, the fatter guy. He also plays in um, Wolf Jonah, of Wall Street. Jonah Hill. Okay, Jonah Hill is like, he fucking makes me laugh, Adam. He is hilarious. <laughs> I'm like holding my head right now, guys, because I can't get out the words to explain how fucking funny that kid is. He's not He's not a stand-up comedian. Though. I know. Yeah. I know he's but not. But as far as the actor, yeah. Dude, he's a fantastic fucking actor. And he can play serious also. <laughs> he's so good. I agree with you. He, <laughs> the uh... guy gets me, man. <laughs> he gets me. Wolf of Wall Street is probably the last movie I've ever, that I saw that had me laughing constantly to the point of tears. I can think of two movies in my life that I saw. Uh, I, I amend that. Three movies in my life that I've seen in theaters where in theaters I was laughing my ass off to tears the entire time. The very first one was when I was a kid and it was Finding Nemo. I was I laughed my ass off the entire time. I must have been. It was a fucking funny ass movie. Okay. And then the second one was Borat. I laughed. Borat my... was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Borat and had a few moments where it made me laugh pretty hard. I laughed my ass off through that movie. And then Wolf of Wall Street. I was laughing the entire two. You have and a strange half sense hours. of humor, my friend. Do I? You have a strange sense of humor. I didn't think those were the three movies that were going to make you crack up. Really? What are some of the movies that have made you like crack up constantly? Like, through um, the whole thing. So I know a lot of people didn't particularly love it, but Deadpool 2 is one of the more recent movies I watched that oh, I see? couldn't stop laughing. I did not feel that way at all about oh, it. Oh, it just tickled me. I, it was like my sense of humor. Interesting. The, okay. the scene where he gets the team together. Spoilers, that was, by the way. That was gets funny. Gets the team together. Yeah. And then they all die within like five minutes. That is funny. But because that... I was thinking in my head, I'm like, what the fuck is this? He doesn't get a team. Like, uh-huh. what are they doing? He never had a team. And then I was like, oh, they wanted to do this. Well, Love you, it. You know they're giving him a team for the third movie. That's what the X-Force or whatever it is. that They're, they they're probably going to kill him or something. <laughs> Deadpool does not have a team. Deadpool's a solo guy. Anyway, we're not talking about superheroes today. Right. Um, so pretty much anything with Ryan Reynolds will make me laugh my ass off. Really? But Deadpool 2 uh, through the whole thing. The entire thing, Adam. And I was the only guy in the theater laughing because everyone else was like, this movie's stupid because no one really loved it. I loved it. I loved it with a capital L. Okay. It was what's great. What's another one that did that to you? Uh, one of my favorite movies ever that I can watch over and over and I still laugh is Rat Race. I love. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I love amend, Rat Race too. I amend my previous statements. Rat Race. Rat Race is fucking hilarious. Had my whole family <laughs> cracking up the oh, entire time. When he tries to run out of the casino and he falls asleep. He's just yes. sleeping there. Dude, or even just the beginning where he's running downstairs and he and he goes goes it's a race, it's a race. It's a race. I'm winning, I'm winning. Yes. Okay, so so some backstory for people out there because I I think a lot of people don't know what rat race is. Dude. Oh my god! I, I no. really think so because I've tried to bring it up to people a lot of times in the past, and you are the first person I know aside from my brother. Okay, I literally that love that. It's like one of my favorite movies. I love that movie too. I've wow. got. We're gonna have people to get don't that know movie. Rat Race. So Rat Race was this movie 
that came out in, what it was the 2000s right early 2000s somewhere early 2000s there. late 90s yeah something around there so it came out there there was a lot of big actors in there uh seth green Whoopi goldberg was in seth there green was in it uh there before was robot chicken before robot chicken there was uh, uh, mr bean mr bean mr. yeah bean was in it. from the fantastic mr bean he's the guy who fell asleep you probably if you don't know what rat race is you don't know what mr bean is either though so uh that's true sorry. okay the guy who did the voice of zazu and the lion king okay he was in there that'll help so and the whole the whole premise of the movie was a bunch of rich guys just brought a bunch of strangers into a room and said, "Hey, we have like what was it, like uh, like a million dollars or something like that, right?" Yeah, or, they put a million dollars inside a of a uh, locker. locker at a train station in like El Paso. Yeah, and they were in uh, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. They were in a casino. They all they all are in Las Vegas for different reasons. And they all meet up in this room because mm-hmm. they win tokens that say go to this meeting. Yeah. They all go to the meeting and he just hands them all a key to the locker and to the locker and says, Go. Yep. And of course at first they don't believe it. What and then they all fucking jump on it. Mm-hmm. And what it is is all the rich people are betting to see who will get the money first. Yes. Um and crazy shit just happens for two hours. And, and it's hilarious. It is fucking funny as hell, guys. If you guys have not seen the movie Rat Race, rent it, it and fucking watch it it is you will be dying laughing and if you're not well leave us in the comments tell us what you thought of the movie i'm so happy you know that movie dude i do know that movie I've never, very well i'm never able i've never met somebody else who knew that movie let's see here what are some other good questions actually i'm cheating here guys this is a cheat conversation i have a little pad here of some questions that are particularly interesting yeah, it's actually, um, it's pretty fun, actually. This is how we came up with the oh, hypotheticals. Oh, here's a fun one. So what's a popular person, okay, okay. so obviously a celebrity, uh, that annoys you? A popular celebrity that annoys me. That annoys you. Okay, I'm going to have to give this some thought. Do you have an answer right away, or do you have to think about it, too? Well, I have one right away that comes to mind, but it's not that they annoy me. Okay. Okay, it's that I'm just so incredibly bitter that they're rich and I'm not. Okay, who okay. is it? It's, oh, I'm afraid to say it. Just say it. It's okay. Oh, they're not going to like it, Adam. Let's stir some pots. They're not going to. It's the Biebs. Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber? Justin Bieber. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just so upset that he's a bajillionaire and that the rest of us are not. He's just the most undeserving bajillionaire in the world. In my opinion. He's just one of those kids, man, just happening just... right place, right time. It's nothing that he does. Mm-hmm. There's no actions that he does that annoy me. His music is not bad. Mm-hmm. It's there's, it, there's no reason. I'm hating on the poor kid for no reason at all right. other than he's filthy rich and he's half my age. Uh... And I'm just bitter. So <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I understand, though. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who feel that way about the Biebs. <sighs> But so there was a uh, – so I don't I don't think I have a specific actor, at least not one that immediately comes celebrity. to mind. That, or any celebrity. I don't, I don't think there's one that immediately comes to mind that bothers me or annoys me on a regular basis. But I will oh, say – Mel Gibson, Roseanne. No. Ellen DeGeneres. There's no one that you're like, ugh. No. it To me, it's more of a, a genre of celebrity that I don't like. So Ooh. I don't like celebrities who I, – I, I feel like there's a word for this, but who basically get preachy about their beliefs and try to pour those on other people. A lot of them do it when it comes to politics. Uh, I, so an example maybe? Are you talking like Kanye West? So – 
I mean, he he's definitely done stuff like that. I don't like it when celebrities who that that's why I so I immediately think of like Hollywood. When you tell me celebrities, I think of like filmmakers, musical yeah. artists, right? You know. So and I'm just making that distinction because you could argue politicians are celebrities or whatever. But, <laughs> Anymore they are. Yeah, right. <laughs> but so, but I don't like it when you try to mush like politics or real life issues into entertainment. So I've, who's someone who does that? So well, like Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom, yeah, I don't like Tom. Well, Tom Cruise actually, I almost have a little more respect for because he's a Scientologist, but he never like when he goes on interviews and stuff, he never tries to be like, oh, become a Scientologist, you know. And he's like God in Scientology. And <laughs> the uh, the ones that bother me right now, one specifically that bothers me right now is actually Brie Larson. And when we were talking a little bit about this off mic, but she's the one who plays Captain Marvel in the new Captain Marvel movie that oh, came out. Oh, okay. So I have no idea who she is. I have no picture of her in my head. Yeah. But I know who you're talking about because yeah. we've talked about her before. Yeah. So we, you guys might remember, we, I spoke a little bit about her on one of our podcasts before when we were talking about Black Panther and the Oscars. And what I had brought oh, up Black about Panther. her was she was – she was an actress that came out before uh, Captain Marvel came out, which I think it just came out today. Oh, and probably she did amazing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it didn't. Oh no. Yeah. So, but so way a couple months ago, she was, or about a month ago, she was coming out and saying, "Hey, <coughs> when I have to go and do this, these interviews for this movie, I'm not going to." You know, she didn't want to have people who weren't of color or who weren't women interviewing her. She wanted a very um, diverse group of people. Yes. Regardless of their actual um, qualifications, regardless of how good of a reporter they were or what their questions were, she demanded diverse people or she would not talk to anybody. Yes. And that was just, and that was basically the first domino to this whole thing. So since then, She's made a spectacle out of the movie about, you know, bringing the feminist ideals into it and political ideas and liberal ideals, which like to an extent is okay. But it's like when somebody's religious, right? You're somebody who's religious, you know, but you're not somebody who tries to shove your religion down my throat. No, I'll never talk about it unless someone asks. Exactly. Someone asks, then I'll talk. So this is somebody who I feel like is trying to take her ideals and shove it down people's throat. Nobody really loves that, right? No. And I feel like there's a lot of celebrity and I'm just using Brie Larson as an example, but I just feel there's a lot of, entertainers out there that do that and i think when you're an entertainer you should stick to entertainment you know so i'm curious as you were telling that story and you have a little bit of experience with hollywood and movies you've worked Uh on some really big budget movies before so do you know or have you ever heard of an instance where like there's a big budget movie coming out like Mm -hmm. oz that you worked on okay so if you were to go out and do some crazy shit after mm-hmm. you recorded Oz, or maybe not you, because you were small. What if like James Franco, okay, mm-hmm. went out and like just lost his marbles, got really drunk, made a scene, you know, degraded a bunch of people, uh-huh. didn't go to jail, but just really put a bad name all over himself, okay, to the point that people did not go out and see Oz, okay. Now this did not really happen. This is all hypothetical. Um, can the creators, can the not the publishers, but the producers, can they sue that actor? And say, like, you ruined our movie. You made the sales terrible. So I'm going to say no, 
simply because I've never heard of something like never that happening. That. Yeah. Now, that might very well be a thing. So but... do you think it's just that now they have a huge blemish on their career, so no one wants to work with them after that? Yeah. So there's something that does happen in Hollywood a lot that's called being blacklisted. Oh, that's a real thing. And, yeah, and anybody from an A-lister to an F-lister can be blacklisted. No kidding. Um, yeah, so I actually have uh, my cousin works in Los Angeles as do- in the film industry. She does like a lot of what I did on Oz, but she does it more consistently for a living. Right. And she was telling me a story once about her. And, and if you're uh, listening to this, by the way, uh, cousin, you know, let me know if I have this wrong. <laughs> but you, uh, but she, I remember her telling me a story when I, because I lived with her when I first moved to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And she told me a story to where she was supposed to be a stand-in or a photo double on a set. Something came up to where she couldn't come. Like it was like maybe 15 minutes before she was supposed to be on set and she couldn't come for whatever reason. Right. You don't do that in Hollywood, period. So the, the same thing as like a no-call, no-show in our world. Yes. Just didn't show up. It, and it, you could be scheduled on it two weeks before, Matthew, and if you call a week and a half before and say you can't do it, that it could still happen to you. Oh, shit. It's, so it's one of those things, if you get that opportunity, you're so lucky to have that, that you, you better do fucking whatever keep it. it takes to get there. At least that's the way Hollywood looks at it. Okay. So she All was right. telling me a story to where she, for whatever reason, couldn't go and tried calling him and telling him that. And she ended up having to fight through this process, whatever that process was, of not being blacklisted in the industry as somebody not to hire. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it does happen, and I think and that word, is... word moves around quick in Hollywood, huh? Yeah. Well, and I think in terms of being on the movies and stuff, I think it's very similar to just like a regular job, right? If you have Joe Schmo that works at a call center, and then outside of the call center he does something to get himself in trouble, well, if nobody... You know, the call center, the only way they're not going to... They're going to fire you is if whatever you said makes people not want to call you anymore, makes people right. not want to sell stuff to you anymore, whatever it is. So I think it's the same thing. James Franco could do something very obscene and make a fool of himself. But if people are still willing to go see his movies, well, there's not going to be a studio that's not going to hire him because of something like that because they know they can still make money off of him. But like in this case with the movie that just came out today that didn't do well, Mm -hmm. that's – seems to be the only reason it didn't do well is because of this actress. Well, well, yes, but not necessarily because of anything that she was preaching. The reasons were literally just that she gave a poor performance oh, within the movie and that the movie itself just wasn't a very good movie, which in my eyes, somebody who doesn't like, you know, people who try to push those beliefs down your throat who are very obviously an entertainer. It's, to me, I look at it as like, well, there you go, bitch. <laughs> I get, you, know you know what goes around comes around. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, it's like it's good you, old-fashioned you, karma. you try to make this a pedestal for some or a platform for some belief. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, we, we also are entertainers and we talk about politics on the podcast sometimes. So true. But at the same time, I'd also like to think we're not trying to tell people, you know, you're wrong for thinking a certain way. Yeah, we or... purposely pick two different sides of the field. Sometimes yeah. I'll actually engage and say things that aren't even my actual mm-hmm. beliefs just to keep the conversation going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because 
it is important to do both sides of the field if I you're going to so talk too. about things like that. Yeah, and you when can't it, diss anyone, you know what I mean? Exactly. And when it comes to things like in Hollywood or really just in life in general, the way I look at it is I really don't care what your beliefs or what your political <laughs> thing is. It just comes down to like I'll work with you if you're nice. You know, if you're not an <laughs> asshole to me, I'll fucking work with you. So what three words describe you best? Uh, creative loud and hmm the last one's hard creative loud silly maybe obnoxious creative loud obnoxious maybe yeah okay those are three things i've been called before okay not yeah. not not how i would sell myself but yeah, why not? Interesting. You went with the honest approach. Yeah. You crazy, went with the crazy loud obnoxious. Yeah. Okay. I'd say so. I don't think that's a negative thing. That's just that's just who I am. Plenty of people like me for those things. You know what my but, three words would be? What? Hot as fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking read that question. And then the second you read that question, you said, I'm going to, that joke came to your head. And you're like, like I'm fucking boom. doing this. Boom. <laughs> and I played it to the end, sir. I saw it all the way through. It's commitment, folks. That's what gets you to this point in life. I applaud you for that one. Thank you. Applause. Thank you. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed that. What's your favorite number? What a weird fucking question. What does it matter? I don't know. Do you think it says anything about a person, what their favorite number is? If you like numerology, it could. Didn't we just talk about numerology the other day? Yeah, whatever. That doesn't matter. (laughs) My favorite number is seven. Like very clearly, there's not even a second close one like for as long as I can remember through my whole life I love seven why I don't know well actually I do know okay I can tell you why it's the hardest number to do math with is it yeah it's How's the hardest that? number to multiply it's the hardest number to divide by it's a why bitch is that? to work with just because it's not an even number there's you're not taught that it's multiples very commonly you don't really need to count by sevens I can mm. count by sevens I made it a point. Right. Well, I mean, the only reason why I'm asking is because I'm trying to think, like, so what makes, like, nine easier than, you Oh, because nine is just ten minus one. Nine's super easy. And, th- and there's also a lot of tricks for nine use involving your fingers. I see. So seven just, like, lacks those kind of Seven's tricks. Seven's a bitch, and... dude. Even in school when they're teaching kids, they'll uh-huh. tell you, like, they'll teach you all the tricks for all the other numbers and math. And they'll tell you, like, seven. Just memorize it. You're just fucked. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah. just good luck with seven. We'll skip <laughs> eight. Here's all the things for eight. Like, right. all the other numbers have tricks. And seven is just a pain in the ass to work with in Interesting. Math. So I love it. It's like math on hard mode. Because okay. I really enjoy numbers. Okay. So yeah, seven. That's my favorite. I'll I'll accept twenty seven if it has to be double digits. Uh-huh. Um, but there are no other exceptions. Only twenty seven. So three is my favorite single digit, and I think and twenty seven is actually my favorite double digit. Really? Yeah. Did you know that I love the number twenty seven and then I'm also a, a cigarette smoker, which uh-huh. is which is bad. <laughs> um and one day when I was old enough to purchase cigarettes because I used to always smoke Marble Reds, right? Right. But when you're underage, because it's the easiest thing to just spout off right. to a willing adult. Oh, I know where this is well, going. Well, then one day, <laughs> I was able to go in there and look at all of them. Uh-huh. And I came across this little copper package. Yep. And they were called Marlboro 20 fucking sevens. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. It's all I've ever smoked since. Those are my cigarettes. Yep. Love we- them. 
just had one today for the first time in a few months, a actually. Time. Yeah, it was nice. It was the 27th blend that Marvel created, supposedly. I was going Oh, I was going to say, oh, this is episode 27, but this is 28. 27 was yesterday. The 27 was a good episode. <laughs> it was a good one. We talked about censorship for number 27. Interesting. Censorship? Mm. Yeah. It was interesting. I had a lot of people say that they liked it, though. I, I, I personally had people texting me and saying that they enjoyed that conversation. Let's see if we can get one more of these in here. Okay. Because it's probably, I'm sure that we're running low on time by now. Let's see. Um, well, that's a really cool one if the answer is yes, but I don't think either of us have ever done that. What's the question? The question is, have you ever saved an animal or a human's life? Nope. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm not a hero. But it'd be really cool if we did. Um, let's see, let's see. We'll find one quick here. Uh, oh, what's well? We've already talked about dreams before, though. We have talked dreams. Who in your life one. brings you the most joy? Who in my life brings me the most? Damn. I don't. I don't know how to answer that question. I, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, the first thing that comes to like mind is like friends and family, obviously. Got to pick one. But as far as like the pick most joy. I'm putting you on blast. And, and what's funny, guys, is all of his family listens to this. So one person's going to be <laughs> happy and the true. rest are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, pick one. Who's it gonna be? I think I know who you're going to pick. But I just don't know if you're going to be honest or if you're going to be obliged to pick someone else. But I think I know who you're going to pick. You think you know who I'm going to pick? Uh-huh. I think I do. Uh, I know the family member you talk more about than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, well, it's it's probably because I think I know who you're thinking of, but I do think it's, like, honestly a tie between two people, and I, th- and I think that is between my brother and my cousin. Oh. Yeah. That's not who I thought you were going to say. Who did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say your mom. My mom? Yeah. Oh, no, I love my parents to death. But I mean, like, but I mean, I have a bond with my brother that I could never have with anybody else. True. I, I never sh- heard you talk about your cousin. I share, uh, my cousin helped me a lot when I was going through my oh, stuff. The LA cousin? But yeah. Oh, the you LA literally cousin. just talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you talked about her to the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, and I. You know, and she taught me a lot of, you know, about Los Angeles and her and I have a lot of the same interests as far as the movie stuff goes and the film industry stuff. And both my brother and my cousin have been people who have, you know, been there for me, you know, through thick and thin. And it's not that my parents haven't been there for me also. They, they, they're fantastically supportive and loving parents. But, you know, but like I said, you know, there are, there are certain things in my life that nobody can relate with me with, but my brother can, you know, and there are other things that nobody can relate with me with, you know, but my, you know, cousin can. But yeah, I'd say my brother or my cousin is probably a tie between those two. They Interesting. both they both bring me a lot of joy to be around. My my parents and ironically, you don't get to be around either yeah. of them very often. Yeah. <laughs> my my parents bring me comfort. Yeah, for sure. When I, any single time that I that I'm like really, you know, I mean, and you've seen me have like anxiety fits and things like that. But oh, yeah. like but like anytime like the like it's just so far off beyond my control, like I'll go visit my parents and just so sit it's bring there you back and, to earth. They yeah, you. yeah, they're really good at that. So I'd say as far as joy, my brother or cousin, and then comfort, definitely my parents. One hundred percent. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, gosh, 
don't know. I rate people a little differently. Okay. So how do you rate people? Well, so like the person that I've been closest with in my life mm-hmm. would be my sister. The person who's cumulatively brought me the most joy uh-huh. in my life would be my uncle. Okay. Um, my favorite human being that I've ever met before is an ex that I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the person that I love the most is my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, so I kind of have different answers. Um, if you're just talking pure joy, like just happiness, right? I guess the person who has brought the most cumulative happiness into my life over my entire life is my uncle. Okay. My uncle. I was very yeah, you've told me a lot of fun stories with, with your uncle. I bet your uncle. He's a very he's uncle. a very cool guy. He's a character. Yeah, he's, he is he's a character. Um, but he is just without fail. Every single time you interact with him, uh-huh. no matter what, he's interesting. Always. See, those are, those are almost so, things that I strive to be. You know, things. I love it. I, he's big, huge influence on my life. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting to like, that was a that was a very interesting question because that was something I never like actually sat there and thought about of like who who honestly brings me the most joy in my life you know when I see them or when I interact with them you know and it was funny because the the first things that come to mind are obviously the people I'm around with all the time so I think of like you and Justin and Vince and Chris or you know people who I see on a regular basis. Well, but, I would say like. These days, the person that that brings me a lot of joy is probably you, right? You know, right. But that's just because I spend a lot but of time. Yeah, but if we're you. talking about like <laughs> we're always overall, together, yeah. <laughs> entertaining people all the fucking time. We man. don't have a fucking choice but to be each other's oh joy. Gosh. But, so yeah, you know, other than that. But as far as like yeah, throughout like life and things like that, and just growing up, I've never really had a person in my life other than family uh-huh. who has been in my life for more than like four years like four years is the longest I've known a person mm, interesting other than family so it's hard to become like the all-star in that much time you know what I mean right I feel, see it whereas I've held on to friends for like I mean I, I have a lot of friends who I've been you know with for like you know 10 plus years now I basically you know? start a new life every two or three years Interesting. Without trying, it's not like I want to. It just right. happens. I just kind of recycle everything and start over. Yeah, but I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing either. I feel like that's how you get the people out there who are you know fifty and they talk about you know the twenty different careers that they had you know through their life. You know, I mean, at one yeah. point, you know, I mean, I hope you're here four years from now with hardly millennial. Oh, but, I hope so too. But you know, but at one point, if the time did come that you know you moved on from a, doing podcasts and going on doing another venture in your life, you know, at one point though, you will be able to look back and say like, oh yeah, I used to have a pod. You know, the you'll be yeah. you'll be that person with a group of people, and you'll always be the one to be like, oh yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, I did that for I a little do, bit. I take a lot of pride in trying everything once. Yeah, I really do think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of the whole point of life, in yeah. my opinion, is not that you should go out and party every fucking day. No, all right, no, maybe no. party like three times a week. Well, it goes back to what um, you said earlier about you can take something that's healthy and do it in excess. Oh, and I trust me, I used to do it in excess. Um, <laughs> but no, it's I. Like I said, I've said in the past that the thing that scares me the most in life is not having like opportunities or right. not having the chance to do something, and I like to say that. You know, if I can think of it, I've done it once. Right. You know, it's it's hard. In my opinion, you shouldn't really talk about thi- – not talk about, but you shouldn't preach about things. You shouldn't try to educate people on things that you've never done before. Yeah. So if you read something in a book, you shouldn't 
think yourself as good at it as someone who's done it before. Yeah. And in my I, opinion. I, I agree with you. And I think that's actually an issue that we have a lot right now. And I think we actually, I can't remember if we talked about this in the episode yesterday or if we talked about this off mic, but it was just going back in regards to when the, we have an issue right now where so many people will like read an article or look up something online, you know, that they're curious, maybe genuinely curious about, but, you know, they save bullet points in their head. So then all of a sudden right, they think they're but, experts on it, but really nobody's I mean, if you want to learn about, if you want to know what the effects of heroin are on your body. Talk to a heroin addict. Yeah, don't go read it in a book. Um, go talk to someone who's who's done it. Right. Well, um, and they'll tell you ex- very specific stories of what will happen. Yeah. No. Um, I think that's a lot of what frustrates young people and mm-hmm. old people. That's why older people always say, oh, the young people never listen. Right. And the young people say, oh, the old people just tell the same things over and over. Mm-hmm. It's not that older people are smarter. It's that they've done more things. Yeah. So nobody ever knows what to do. I'm mm-hmm. starting to figure that out in my life. Yeah. I used to think that like what I called grownups, adults, people 20 years older than me, you know, I used to think that they actually knew what what to do. And nobody does. No, I'm figuring out now in life, nobody knows what the fuck to mm-hmm. do. What old people do know is what not to do. Yes. They know what doesn't work. And I think we all got that from our parents growing up where you'd start doing something and your parents would never really tell you, oh, do this. But I sure got a lot of like, don't oh, you do don't want to do that. Don't do that. And, yeah. And it's always because it didn't work for them. Yeah. So they want you to save time, right? I was just having a conversation with somebody today, so it's actually funny you bring it up about in regards to parents and the older generation and things that they did. And it went back to the conversation was in regards to fights that we've all had with our parents growing up, you know, yeah. and even maybe the maybe the words, these particular words were weren't uttered, but it really came down to a lot of the arguments of you just don't understand me. Right. Right. You know? Right. And even though you've literally been <laughs> exactly where I am before. So you get to this point where there's this frustration that builds. Maybe you have now a not so good relationship with one of your parents. And I know specifically with me growing up and getting older, my relationship with my parents, I feel, has gotten stronger. And the reason why it has isn't necessarily because my parents have changed their ways, but it's because as I get older and experience life a little bit more. You realize they were right. Well, it's not even realizing, not just realizing they were right, but even just in things that they do now or things that they said they did, or it's, it's now I empathize with you. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm now, I'm now literally able to empathize at least empathize on some level with you on why you made the decisions you did, why you do the things you do, why you behave the way you behave. Is, isn't it kind of far out, kind of crazy? Like, and we're, we're just starting to hit the ice, the tip of the iceberg in, mm-hmm. in, in our lives with this. But like, and I know that they're listening, so this is a little awkward to talk about. It has been a little awkward. But, um, love you, mom and dad. <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> just watching your parents get older, man, like, I don't know. When you're a kid, you think that they're invincible, mm-hmm. right? And then you get into your teens, and you know they're even more badass than before. Now they're the the big dog in their careers, and you mm-hmm. know. And then you become a young adult, and you move out, and you go back a little while later, and you see your parents, and you go, "Holy shit, you got you getting old." 
Mm. We're all, I mean, we're all getting old, but right. is it, I don't know, am I the only one who thinks that? Do you think, is? have you started noticing your parents getting older? Is it it's, like baffling to you? So it's, I don't notice, so it's funny. For me, I feel like it's almost a little backwards. So there's never been a time where I've like walked into my parents' house and been like, you know, and like have thought to myself like, oh, they're really starting to show their age or anything. And I, okay. and, and I think that's just due partly because I, uh, I see them often enough to where, you know, I'm not going to notice any of those kind of changes to me. They're always just mom and dad, right? Right. But, but to me, it actually happens a little backwards. And it goes back to the empathizing thing of I start to realize like how old I'm getting because there used to be, I feel, I can't think of the right word for it, but you grew up with your parents, you know, not understanding certain things about technology or maybe not understanding why you want a cell phone or texting or whatever it is. This new technology that comes out that your parents just don't want anything to do with or just aren't, doesn't seem like they're able to learn it the same way that like we are. Right. And then, you know, down to just not liking our music. And as I, so watching them has actually real made me realize that oh man i'm getting old because whereas that used to seem like such a left field thing to me and, you know i was always like well i'm gonna stay up with the times i'm gonna make sure i right. stay with this and this and this you find yourself even at 27 there are some things i don't i mean fuck i'm still trying to figure out fucking twitter matthew i know like i know adam we literally sit there at night guys i don't know if you think we're bullshitting <laughs> we literally sit on the couch at night and we put our brains we try to figure it out yeah we want to to, to Twitter, tweet, tweet, tweet. We, yeah, we want to tweet you guys so badly, um, but we're, we're we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're just not there yet. So when I witness those things, sorry for my Twitter rant. It's all good. I trust me. I understand. I'm just frustrated that I don't know how to use it yet. <laughs> but that's my point. So when I see, so like when I see my parents, you know, like talking about these things or like my mom called a meme a mem the other oh, day oh she you know? did she was like honey yeah. how do i post this mem and it was so funny it was really hilarious oh i love her yeah but and it, and it was the most funny thing in the world but all that does is it makes me think about me getting older because i at 27 have already done that to shit uh-huh you know i had somebody laugh at me today at work matthew because they use some slang term that I never heard of before, and they were just baffled that I didn't know what it was. You know, I was like the last one to the party to hear about. So the the kids now, <laughs> <laughs> the people like a few years younger than us, um, they when they're laughing when they think something's funny, that that's called dead. Um, so you you died when you think something's funny. I'm dead right now. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, super yeah, dead. Yeah, has and maybe it's come and gone. Since since I'm talking about it, uh, it might not even be a thing anymore. But yeah, for the last like year, I I was hearing all these particularly younger girls because I work at a coffee shop. Yeah. They would come in and you know you say something like, "Oh, I'm so dead right now." And yeah. for a while, Adam, I truly had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Like really, really, I'm kind of joking now, right. talking about being old. But like honestly, at first. I was like, these bitches are stupid. Right. I was like, what are they fucking talking about? Like, do they really think they're dying? Like, what's going on? And it wasn't until one day I told them, I was like, well, don't die in here. Go outside and die. You know, just being stupid because I right. kept hearing this thing. And they were like, why do I have to go outside to laugh? And it all just clicked. It came pouring down on me. I was like, dead means you're laughing. That means you think it's funny. Yeah. Like, I was like, 
Oh. Like died laughing. Died laughing. Yeah. Yeah. They would they'd be like, oh, I'm so dead right now. So. But they won't actually laugh. No. There's no, no laugh no. that comes out. They just say the words, I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. And it's like, so one thing I've realized is very popular right now and trendy as far as slang terms and words used <laughs> is it's satirical humor. So one thing I've heard along those lines is it's become very popular and trendy to insult yourself when you do something wrong. So I work with people where if they do something wrong or they say something that's corny or awkward or whatnot, they'll say things. And I've even adopted this a little bit where they'll, they're just like, I'm trash. I'm just garbage. You know? Oh, yeah. I think you've heard that So the garbage too. thing is big at our house. Yeah. Everything, if something sucks at our house, it's garbage. Well, I got that from hearing younger people use that a lot. Oh, how funny. Yeah, of just I'm garbage or I'm just going to go kill myself. Like oh. that's that I That happens that's too. That's a thing now, huh? Yeah, that's a thing now. Um, in my day, if you said that, you had to go talk to someone. Exactly. So I think the last thing I can remember being like hip and being mm-hmm. right on the train as it became popular, you know, right. was your face. Everything yeah. was your face. I love your face. Oh Fuck my your gosh. face. Your face or your mom. Your face is hilarious. Well, your mom was a thing for a while, but then like a few years later, at least in Tucson, it came around a few years later. It came it was, too. It was your face. Yeah. Love your face. Can't wait to see your face. Mm-hmm. Want to drink with your face. All of that. It's true. And I remember being right on board with that um, at the UPS store I used to work at is when I learned that. Ever since your face, I have not been to, to the party on time once. Your face, I remember. And then there was another one that's like the last one where I was on. Well, I've been, I've been on board with some of the newer yeah, ones. Yeah, you're still a but, cool kid. Yeah. But, the, uh, but do you remember the term ratchet? Somebody was ratchet? I only very recently learned that term really? from uh, Trenton. Okay, the first time I heard that was uh, maybe it was a Los Angeles we a thing. Named Trenton. Yeah, maybe it was a Los Angeles thing, but there was a. Uh, but when I lived in Los Angeles back in 2012, 2013, that was a big one. Somebody was ratchet. Justin actually was the first one. And that one just used means that. like skanky, ho, dirty kind of thing, right? But again, satirically. You're, you're not like. It, it, it's almost an endearing thing to say it. Like you wouldn't be like, oh, you ratchet ass. Like could, to, to, to like put someone down well it could be both so like if you're describing like like skinky ass hoe type of thing yeah. like that type of stereotype you, you would hear ratchet use but it was also used in the sense of like i'm garbage right they'd be like girl you ratchet oh, justin i heard use that term a lot he would refer to people as ratchet but every time justin used it, it was usually an endearing term right but yeah it's funny how those things Come and go. Hey, I'm curious what the fucking slang's gonna be that's gonna confuse the hell out of me in ten years, you know? Um, well, we probably won't know, Adam. We're that's not gonna true. be really invited to the party much longer. Well we're getting old. I might have kids. You never know. Maybe they'll know. I guess ten years they probably won't be old enough to know. So twenty years I'll figure it out. Maybe. We'll Maybe. See. <laughs> Maybe one of our wonderful viewers will will enlighten us. In, enlighten us on yes. some of the new slangs going on. So uh, before we end this podcast, because we are over time here, I just want to say, and I actually meant to mention this at the beginning of the podcast, but I didn't realize until I got to work today that today is uh, National Women's Day. 
National Women's Day? Is it your your national or international like Women's Day? Thank God for girls. So just a quick shout out to all the women out there and everything you do. Shout out. You're all beautiful. You're all beautiful. We literally love all of you. To my mom and cousin who are both women, love you both. And thank you so much for everything you do, especially you, mom. Shout out to the ladies. It's your day. It is your day. So, yeah. So, have, happy International Women's Day. If I knew that was coming, I would have tried to prepare, a, like, a topic having to do with, like, women or something. I'm going to go but... talk to some beautiful women right now. <gasps> Let's To do celebrate that, the holiday. Let's fucking do it, Matthew. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.